Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back on this very late October 4th, <laughs> uh, filming for our fourth episode of, I have a name now, Movie Monster Mash. Thought about that at work. I like it a lot. Um, it's going to make more sense down the road. I've been talking with people. Uh, I'm going to make a cheap equivalent version of Monster Mash so I don't get sued. But it's going to be really nice. And I, I really enjoy doing this. And it's making me actually like try and think about new stuff. I like that feeling. I like when things make me try. So um, this episode, um, I was thinking about it today. Uh, it was a very busy day. We went to see our friend Jess perform in Beauty and the Beast. He was incredible. Yeah. It, Shout out Mrs. Potts. He rocked it. Yeah, it was amazing. And uh, <laughs> uh, the whole time on the drive up, uh, I was trying to work out what I wanted to watch. And uh, I remember my sister, uh, my younger sister, was bringing up this movie. And I know Katie loves this movie. I actually haven't seen this in a very long time. So uh, on the, I watch it every year. <laughs> on the ride home, uh, I brought up with Katie and... Uh, Katie was down for it, though she kind of, um, I will say, it is stretching a little bit of the horror theme, but fuck it. Uh, stretching it a lot. This is nowhere near horror. Uh, there's probably a scene or two in here that would scare a little child. I watched this, as a, watched this as a little child, and it was not scary, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, no more, you know, sideways talking about it. The movie that we that we watched was Hocus Pocus, and I know a lot of people just freaked out a little Cheers bit. Cheers and applause! Everybody loves this movie! Hooray! Yeah, I don't know anybody that actually like hates this movie. It's just a lot of people that didn't really see it a lot growing up. Yeah, I can't. Oof, I can't remember the first time I saw it. I wasn't like old or anything, but I wasn't crazy young when I watched it. Came out. It came out in '93. So we would have been what? Six. Six. Seven. I we were six. I I was almost six. Probably. I had to have been twelve. Maybe thirteen when I saw it the first time. Well that makes sense, because back then, uh, for anyone who is not old like us, uh, it would it took a long time for movies to come out onto television to be played and it took a long time for movies to come out on to VHS to watch at home so a movie that came out in 1993 wouldn't have come out on VHS till like 1995 and a movie that came out on VHS in 1995 wouldn't have been on TV until like 1997 so That's true. you really weren't that far behind if you didn't go see it in the movie theaters like yeah, that that's that's actually true. I didn't yeah, really think it, of it, it like took that. quite a while for stuff to like become mainstream if you didn't go see it in theaters. So okay, so I didn't bring this up to you, Katie, but I have a cool idea. So um, instead of doing just a big giant sloppy synopsis like we did last time for Gremlins, I want to see how good you are. I know you're you're pretty good with you got a good big brain. So that's why he likes me, folks. My big <laughs> brain. If uh, I'm gonna do it too, but I'll, uh, I want you to do, I want you to give me seven word synopsis for this movie. 
Already got the hand. Both hands came out. Keep counting. Virgin lights candle. Witches come back. Shit. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't uh, have a seventh word. Uh, let me see. Uh, Sanderson sisters are very funny and stupid. Nice. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with that. Uh, they're amazing. I love I love a good bad guy that's uh really smart and really silly. But it was kind of like the fish out of water situation with them because they were what? A virgin lights the black flame candle. Nothing about the bad guy. No, that's Nothing it. About the Seven. Situation. That's all you need. That, that's it. If that's not enticing enough to watch this movie, then you suck. Period. Oh, so I okay. I didn't know our seven. No, I'm doing. I'm doing. Our seven word is like a tagline. I'm doing tagline trailers. Oh, like. tagline trailers. <laughs> Shit. I don't know if I can do a tagline for this one. No, you don't have to. Or, okay. <laughs> okay. So, what do you think about the uh, the main characters of the, of this situation? The kids. Yeah, the kids. Let's do the kids uh, first. Well, in the very beginning, Max is a cocky asshole. Um, so right off the bat, you don't really like him and you yeah, don't want to root for him. He was kind of a piece of shit. He was. And he like, low, not even low key. He like super big dicked it in the, in his classroom. <laughs> they were like talking about the witches that he just stands up mid fucking lecture and like slyly gives Allison his number. Like, get the fuck out of here, you cocky bitch. Yeah. He, he straight up just like plopped his junk on the desk. He was, like, did. How's it going? He did. He's like. <laughs> Here it is. My name's Max. Fuck it. I don't care that the more teacher is here, that there's another 30 kids around. Fuck it. Call me. He should have hit hit her up. Um, So, how did it feel? Because I have my own grumbles about stereotypical characters from states. Uh, Especially for Texas, where I grew up. Like in uh, D2, the Mighty Ducks, everybody loves Dwayne. But uh, he's from Austin, Texas, and that some bitch was a cowboy, and there are no cowboys in Austin, Texas. Last time I looked, uh, and that always got to me because he yelled "yeehaw" all the time. So Max is a typical California kid from Los Angeles with his tie-dye shirt and his just surfer. Well, they they gave him like a surfer like nickname, but I don't think he said anything really surfer e. He didn't. But, yeah, he was, he was a bit of a douchebag. Well, I mean, he was a douchebag because he's trying to fit in, and, like, he's to a brand new school, to a brand new city. He feels like it. this small town is beneath him because he came from L.A., which is a huge fucking city. Yeah. And he is just trying to impress Allison at the beginning. Like, that's why he has that big dick energy, but... <laughs> Later, literally on his way home, he gets jumped by the two douchebags, and then he has little dick energy. He's just scared. He's got yeah, nothing they for the rest of the film. He's just they were some of the nicest bullies. They just took his like fucking BK knights that he had on. They didn't even take his bike or his right. Knife. I was so I was like, that's unrealistic. These people just took his sneakers. Didn't even take that nice brand new bike of yeah. his. Snatch those fresh new balances off his ass. Didn't grab his wallet out of his backpack. Nothing. Come on. <laughs> Didn't he have a hat on? Yes, he, he had a hat. Shit. They took those stink-ass shoes. That big boy stretched out at the end. Their feet are not the same. 
No, <laughs> he no took way. He shit out of those shoes. So, um, going off the whole big dick energy, uh, Mr. Max, uh, how does it even get to that point? Is he just trying to impress the girl? And they go to the little, uh, museum of the Sanderson's? Uh, no. So they, they get to Allison's house, and they're, like, chatting, and she mentions to Danny that she loves the Sanderson sisters because she notices that Danny is dressed like a witch. Oh, yeah. And then her and Danny start talking about how Danny just learned about them all in school. And then Allison mentions that her mom used to run the museum and that it's closed. And, yeah. And then he's like, well, let's go. Like, make a believer out of me, basically. You know I don't believe in any of this stuff, so let's go to the museum and... Make me a believer. So, and then he big dicks energies and fucks everything up <laughs> when they get there. But yeah, in in scary movies, Max's hubris, his type of character, is one of my like frowning parts of movies. The type of character that I don't believe in any of this, and I'm gonna do stupid shit because you said this will cause it, but I don't believe in it, and it's not gonna happen. Oh no, it's happening. Yeah, and there, and then other people get hurt. Because of their idiocy. Um, that person has a 50-50 shot of being killed first or living the whole fucking time. Yeah, they're the ones that make it to the end because it they make, realize... He's not going to be second to die or third to die or even anywhere in the middle. He's either the one that dies immediately. He's like, oh shit, this shit is happening. And then he dies. Or, oh shit, I just murdered all... I just watched all my friends die. Now I have to live with that for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hubris character. Yeah, it's 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 pretty shitty. Like they were gonna walk off. They 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 were gonna wash their hands clean of the whole situation in a shitty museum. And he's like, nah, I'ma light it just to show you guys that it's not real. Oh, it's real. Yeah. Instantly he's like, Oh no. Oh no. So um so out of all of the good characters, uh, which one was your favorite? I think I know who you're gonna say. The good characters? Yeah. Mm. I know my favorite good character. I'm gonna say Allison, because she was kind of no-nonsense. She fought the whole time. She wasn't scared. Like, she didn't play the typical girl in a horror movie where she was, like, screaming and running away. She was like, nah, let's fucking fight these bitches. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm going to protect this little girl and save her. I really, as a kid, I loved Thora Birch's character, Danny. He's pretty tough. She was my favorite as a kid, but watching it as an adult, uh, she is manipulative of her brother, like, you know, in a way that aggravates me because I work with kids her age all the time. And <laughs> her scream, like, I mean, she's eight, but her scream is annoying, so... That bugs me. Damn. <laughs> uh, when you're around screaming kids a lot, you're just like, there's only so much you could take. Yeah. So. Uh, out of all the characters, my favorite, um, it's kind of not fair because I didn't bring him up before, but I like Binks. I like the cat. Of course you do. Because he was tough. Of course you and do. And Homeboy. I, mean, I like the cat too, but. Homeboy took some hits in this movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this is a kids movie, but they showed a cat fucking flat in the street and 
I saw that, and that took me back a second. I was like, oh, shit, look at that he cat. He did. He panicked for a minute, <laughs> and, and that so, cat got flat. He, like, forgot that that happened. So if my guts got tight for half a second, I know there's children out there that cried a little bit when they saw that cat. I know somebody... Well, immediately, the, all three of the main characters cry, like started to cry when he died, <laughs> yeah, and then he like in, he reinflated himself. Yeah, that was wild. And then you know everyone stopped crying. Then, so. at, then at the end of the movie, he takes like a fucking Jeff Hardy dive off a of fucking broom onto a rock. Yeah, and he gets fucked up. Doesn't move end. after that. I was like, shit. Yeah, he gets fucked <laughs> up at the end. But um, okay, so we talked about the good guys. Uh, what do you think about the Sanderson sisters? They're great. Well, uh, they I don't know. I don't know what you're. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Well, which one's your favorite? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I like them all for different reasons. So, yeah. uh, Mary Sanderson, Kathy and Jimmy is probably my favorite. Uh, because I love Kathy and Jimmy. <laughs> Thank you, Sister Act. And she just, oh yeah, she's in Sister Act. Um, she just plays the like kooky sidekick, uh, sister very well. And, uh, the weird like pull that she does with her mouth. Oh yeah. When she's talking, like when she's talking in this film is just insane. Um, I love Sarah Jessica Parker's rendition of Sarah Sanderson because. For me, I like Sarah Jessica Parker a lot, and I've watched a lot of Sarah Jessica Parker stuff, but this is easily my favorite role of hers, because she gets to just play this idiot, and she's, like, just always dancing in the background, like, being dumb as fuck, and it's so funny. Like, who knew that Sarah Jessica Parker was a comedic genius, because this film is where it really shines. And then Bette Midler just kills it as Winifred Sanderson. Like, like she's so good. She's she pulls off that like evil, um, the evil witch character very well, but also to a point where you kind of like want to like her, yeah, as a character because like, well, I mean, she doesn't want to die. Like I understand that. I don't. I don't want to die either. But I don't know. I wouldn't go as far as killing children. But you know, <laughs> she's a witch, so it's a little different. But her character, she was wonderful too. I don't think I have. Like, the margin in which Mary is my favorite is very small. I like all of them pretty much equally. Yeah. Uh, you you said it fucking perfectly. Uh, I forgot that Sarah Jessica Parker was looking looked pretty good. <laughs> she, she was looking great in this movie. Well, she does have a very tight corset on that is pushing her tiny A cups up into oh, yeah. those boobs. <laughs> that... Man, I was like, shit. So I know there's some Well, kids she probably has there. bigger than A cups. I don't actually know. But... She's kind of smaller chested because she's a small framed lady. Oh, yeah. She's a wee little thing. But uh, no, she was looking great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Beth Midler, she's always amazing. Uh, yeah, I have yeah. nothing bad to say about. Shout out to the costuming department on this uh, movie because the costumes for the Sanderson sisters are fucking killer. And every uh, like Spirit Halloween store, Sanderson sister knockoff. Does not do it justice. Like, if you're going to go Sanderson Sister this year for Halloween, I highly recommend, if you can, make your own costume because it will be better looking and more authentic looking than the than the um, 
Halloween store once. I've seen a couple of um, pictures. Um, some kids, they were dressed up like the sisters. They looked really nice. Yeah. That's cool. Um, okay, I got to bring up a scene. Uh, I know you said something about it when we were watching. But uh, I forget some of these kids' movies, you can get away with some shit that, like, it's pretty wild looking at it. When they tricked them to run into that fucking furnace. Allison is an evil mastermind, okay? And if I was Max, I wouldn't want to date her because girl is fucking twisted. Like, they were trying to figure out a way to get rid of the Sanderson sisters, and I understand that part. But at the same time, she was like, I have an idea. Let's fucking get them into the school kiln and destroy them. Like, Max, bruh, watch your back, because that's fucking terrifying. Like, that was the very first thing your girlfriend came up with? Throw them in a kiln? Come on. Yeah. That was that. See, like I said, these movies, like, I don't know, movies are so different back in the day. Like, you get away with some outlandish scenes like that. I was like, shit. Like, cats flat and people burning. I was like, like, gremlins. This is wild shit. Just, just, yeah. Nothing else happened like that. They're like, eh, yeah, you know, we're going to burn Bette Miller real quick. Um, So going back, seeing it again, I don't know how long it's been, but probably like a year. A couple of years. <laughs> For you, probably a couple of years. Oh, it's been a bit. Um, Anything new you saw this time? Did your eyes kind of trail to another section? I saw a lot more Sarah Jessica Parker this time. <laughs> I wonder her why. Just- well, no, not even, not even like well, when her boobs I kept, in. I kept mentioning Sarah Jessica Parker while we were watching the film because she's one of my favorite things to watch in this film because of how stupid she is in the background. And you're not the normal person who's like if, is watching this for the first time or maybe the first time in a long time. They're primarily focused on Bette Midler anytime the witches are on the screen because she's the one that has all the lines and she's the one kind of coming up and moving the plot forward. But I always, like, when I watch it out loud, I always, like, talk about and stare at Sarah Jessica Parker because she's acting like an idiot in the background of every scene and doing some dumb shit, and it's funny. So this time I made Otis kind of watch that because I kept talking about it, and he kept noticing it. Yeah. No, it was pretty cool. But, uh, all in all, it was really good. I haven't seen it in a while. It was great. Uh, their version of I Put a Spell on You, uh... The best version in existence. Um, with covers, you add like 30 beats to it, 30, 40 beats. Covers are way better for some reason. Okay, but I've listened to like 700 covers of this song because I make fucking Halloween playlists for children to listen to in my car. And there is still not a version better than this one. And this one doesn't exist anywhere to like... It's not on Spotify. I can't put it on any playlist, and it makes me upset every time because that chant that they do at the end where they're casting the spell adds so much awesomeness to the song that isn't there in any of the other versions. Yeah. It, damn. It's a solid-ass version. Like, hearing yeah. it, that was, like, pretty damn good. Right? And the call and response, it adds a lot to the song. Yeah. A very good movie. I, I enjoyed myself with this, so... Good job. Good job on, well, good job, Jasmine, for bringing that up and then having to fight Terrell and Steve in the comments about Pocus Pocus. Thanks, Jasmine. (laughs) Fuck you, Terrell and Steve. This is a great movie. Okay, so now (laughs) here's my favorite part. Questions. 
Are you ready for some? Because I'm going to ask you some, too. Ooh, right on. <laughs> okay. I only have, like, two, but. So it was released, this movie was released July 16th, 1930, 1993, Jesus. If this was made in the 30s, y'all. Oh, this would have been a tour de force, a fucking tour de force. 33 with graphics like that? Shit. If the costuming and props and makeup and everything. Oh, man, this movie would have made so much money. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so it was made in 93. Um, What movie debuted on the same day? Ooh, 1993 in the middle of July. Uh, I don't know. You want a clue? Yeah. Uh, Michael Jackson is connected to this movie. Oh, God. If I tell you how, you will instantly get it. Michael Jackson is connected to this movie. Yep. Oh, I know you enjoy this connection to it. Um... I think Regina likes this connection too a lot. I'm sure we do. Me and Regina like the same stuff. Uh, I don't know. Free Willy. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, in my <laughs> head, I, like the two options that I came up with, which were not anywhere near Free Willy, was the Jacksons, the uh, TV oh, series. Yeah. <laughs> Because that came out like in the 90s, like early 90s. Yeah. And then the other one I had was um, a stretch. It was Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. That That came out early. No, that came out a little bit earlier. But that was the only other thing I could think of. I was like, it's got to be something with Macaulay Culkin because him and Macaulay Culkin were like best friends. So So this question has a part two to it. So why, you ask, does a Halloween movie come out in July? It's because didn't want to avoid going up against this movie that came out later on that year. Oh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. They didn't want to double dip <laughs> and which, fuck up the money. Which, I mean, is kind of dumb because everybody would have gone and seen both. And I know that Disney has realized that mistake since. Yeah. Because this movie plays on Freeform, which is owned by Disney and used to be ABC Family. This movie plays every single day in October. Going off of that. Every single day. So, yes, this movie every year is on Freeform uh, in other channels, and it makes tons of just revenue for them. Yeah, residuals. So, around the time when they had uh, the DVD version of this movie, how much money did it make each October? After like the... in individual DVD sales? Yeah. Oh, that's hard because... You know, each year, less and less people need to buy it because they already own it. Uh, uh, it. They had an average amount they did for a few years after that, and VHS, just like the movie. Yeah, after, yeah, yeah. When okay. it hit that cult status. Um, uh, just people buying it, or it being shown on TV as well. Uh, I believe that the sales too kind of popped in, so kind of everything. Oh, I don't know, like five million dollars. I was making a million. It, well, what I read was a million in DVD sales each October. I was going to say a million, and then I was like, oh, well, if you're counting in like all the times that it plays on Freeform and the money that they make from playing it on TV, that's where I added well, the other well, four back million. Then, I don't know if it was on a ton of channels, but adding Freeform now, it's probably well, yeah, but a in the last, million now. Well, but it's been on ABC Family because that was, oh, yeah. free, was what it was before it was Freeform, and it was on that for at least 10 years. 
Like, it's been playing on that channel every day. Like, every day in October for the last 10 years. That's a lot of money. Okay. So, uh, the main character, Max. Yeah. You, you remember what show he was in? He had his own. Ooh. He had his own TV show. It was on Fox. No. Oh, Erie, Indiana. I never watched that show. And that was everyone, a weird ass show. And everyone says, everyone always asks me, like, you didn't watch that show? How come you didn't watch that show? Apparently, everyone our age loved that show, it's and like, I it was like Kid never X-Files. watched it. It was fucking weird. Yeah, you know what show was Kid X-Files? The one that was on the Disney Channel. The other one that was on Disney Channel. That's the one I watched. It Ooh. had a girl. It was like the main, she was like fucking doing cold case X-Files shit. Oh shit! Me and me and Sam, that was yeah. all we watched. We didn't watch Erie, Indiana. Nah, I gotta Disney look that Channel. Up. Okay, so Max, uh, this cutie pie character, this cutie pie actor, was actually offered the role of Max first. I did not think he was cute as a kid. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, has never been cute to me. He's a cutie pie. Disagree. Did you did you think he was cute in a uh, Quick and the Dead? I mean, he's like he's handsome in that movie, but not like I don't know. There's something about Leo that I just have never found attractive. I don't know what it is. Like he's not un like he's not ugly. I don't think that he's ugly, and I like he definitely looks like a movie star. Like he, yeah. you know, his face is nice. But... It's it's weird. At a certain age, his face just started going sideways. He's got a blockhead now. I don't know what it is. No, it's his jaw. All men, it happens. Really? It's men and puberty. Like, like I feel like men go through pu- two puberties. I know that's not true, but like. <laughs> I love that you have but, but there's like, okay, so there's like regular puberty where everything, like everyone grows and their, uh, you know, your body starts changing you and hair and everything. Um, And then men, I feel like men go through like what, the end of puberty, a, like a second transformation in their early 20s, uh, early to mid-20s, where their um, faces and their chest kind of fill out. Like, your shoulders finally reach the point where they're going to be for the rest of your life, and your jaw sure. fit, like hits the point where it's going to be the rest of your life. Like, you don't just go through puberty and all of a sudden you're a fucking grown man. Like, you look like a grown man. Just like, one day you're there's, <laughs> Yeah, there's, like, I'm 13 and I go, like, I grow and, like, my body changes and I get pretty big. But then there's, like, a second one that happens. Like, you'll see it if you watch um, pretty much any of the teen dramas that came out in the 2000s. If you go look back at, like... The OC or One Tree Hill or any of the pe- any of the dudes that were on any of those shows, go look at them like in those shows where they were like 18, 19, 20, like early, early 20s, like late teens, early 20s. And they look, all of those dudes look pretty small. And then you go and look late, like now, uh, the guy from Gotham. Um, ben McKenzie. Ben McKenzie. That dude is fucking huge now. Yeah. Like his jaw is like square now. And he, his shoulders are broad, like, to the point where you know that he's not growing anymore. Like, he might get more muscles or less muscles either way, uh, depending on what he wants to do. But his stature is not going to change again. But it no. definitely has changed between, like, where he is right now and where he was in the OC. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. There's, it's like that weird uh, mid-20s growth spurt, I guess, that guys <laughs> go through. 
Yeah. So, I got, I think I got one more. Actually, two, but I don't know if you'll remember this guy's name. Okay, go. So, Billy Butcher. Butcherson. Sin. Yeah. Did, he, did the actor that played him, did he look familiar? No, and I saw his name in the credits, and I didn't recognize it. Doug Jones. You know what else he played in? No. Hellboy. He was Abe. Hellboy. Abe. The fish? Oh, it's was he friend. the physical the physical fish? Not the... Because it Not was David Hyde Pierce. Not the voice. Yeah, okay. he was the physical one. That makes sense. He was in Pan's Labyrinth. He was in all of Del Toro's movies. Yeah, the, okay. He does he's, the he's skinny... He's known for being skinny, lanky, yeah, yeah. lanky okay. weird people. So last question I have. So, um, when this movie came out, it was actually kind of pooped on by a lot of critics. Because it came out in July. Because <laughs> it's a Halloween movie that came out in the middle of summer. Yeah. Uh, so, Bette Midler got praised for her role because she of did course. amazing. But a lot of it was like, what's happening? This plot's weird and, you know, stuff like that. So, what was the budget and what did it actually make in the box office? Ooh, 1993. Oh, what was yesterday? We were talking about Gremlins. The Gremlins, Gremlins was fucking... Oh, what are Gremlins? The budget 11 for, million. The budget for Gremlins was 11 million in... In 1984. I'm gonna go with... There's some... There's so much detail in this movie. And it's Disney. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the budget of... $30 million. Woo! You're better at this. <laughs> and I'm going to say that it made uh, $40 million box office, <laughs> but that's only $10 million in revenue. <laughs> so the budget was $28 million, so Oh, you, I was so close. You were close. And the box office was 39.5. Yeah! <laughs> Almost right on the money. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, this movie really didn't do that well. But then, you know, like all the big ones, uh, it got cult status. Like Darren Darko, everybody didn't like that at first. And then it was like, oh shit, this is great. All the fuckboys were like, this is the best movie ever. And then it made all its millions afterwards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's one of those cult statuses. Yeah. I didn't think it did that bad. Yeah. I could, I could see myself skipping to this movie. See my mom getting dragged to this to watch it and her just like your mom would have liked it oh yeah she would have enjoyed it <laughs> but still it's like i can see a lot of like families like uh don't care yeah that and free willy kids probably want to see free willy a little bit more than this was it free willy one yeah uh maybe i i i want to say i wanted to see free willy well i think we saw it saw it at the drive-in yeah I don't know. This movie at least had a recognizable name attached to it. Free Willy was a bunch of no-name people and Michael Jackson. Yeah, but, kid, but Kidney didn't know about Beth Miller then. No, but your parents did. And yeah. she was top-billed cast, so... The... Yeah. Do you have any questions? What date was uh, Emily Banks killed on? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, is it in July? No. Uh... Think about it. Use your brain. In, oh. 31st? Yeah. Of what year? Oh. 80. Oh, no, no. Uh, uh, it'd be. Uh, <laughs> I'm making him do math, guys. He 11, doesn't like it. 11. 
1193? 300 years. Oh, I thought they said 800 years. No, 300. Oh, I thought they said 800. It's oh. been 300 years, right down to the day. I heard 800 years. <laughs> <laughs> 300. Okay, so 1693? Yes. Okay. So October 31st, 1693. What day did Billy Butcherson die? Fuck. Uh, his headstone says William. William Butcherson. <laughs> what day did William Butcherson die? The 2nd of October. No. Fuck. <laughs> Was it a two? No. Shit. I don't know what. <laughs> May 1st, 1663. Special about that. That is the end of the Salem Witch Trials. Oh, Bill. Almost made it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't die because of the Salem Witch Trials. Oh, he just... Had pancreatitis or something the same day? No, she killed him. Uh, Bette Midler killed him. They were dating, and then Billy slept with her sister, Sarah. Oh, damn, And Bill. she murdered him. Damn, what an asshole. That's what she... You did not pay attention to that scene. I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, she says in that scene after she... When she's, like, bringing him back from the dead, uh, she calls him... Um, what did she say? Like, uh, cheating lover or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, cheating lover and then all this. And then uh, when he comes up, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker makes eyes at him and, like, wait, waves and winks. And he, like, makes eyes at her. Um, and then <laughs> Bette Midler gets all mad again, you know. Yeah. Okay. Damn. I didn't know the date. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. Yeah. That's why I asked. <laughs> That's a good one. You got me good with that. <laughs> but yeah, no, all in all, uh, I, I enjoyed watching this movie. Even though this was a bit of a stretch of horror, I still liked it. But hey, on the list, there's a fucking movie with a puppet turkey killing white people. So, you know, horror is in the eye of the beholder sometimes. So, you know. <laughs> But, uh, I agree with you all that this is not a horror film, but it is a Halloween film, so it works. Yeah, it's perfect for October. Yeah. So very, very perfect for what we're doing. Yeah. So where are you putting the Sanderson sisters in your football team? Football team? Uh, They are way better. They're very much like a female magical version of the Three Stooges. Um, They do a lot more damage together. Uh, I'd probably have them, I'd probably have, what, Winnie, quarterback? She's that a, was my she, pick. She's a really good leader. That was my pick, was Winnie as quarterback, because she's definitely, like, leading all of this, all of the mayhem that's happening. Oh, her name's not Kathy, what's... Kathy is her character, or is her actual name. Yeah, what's Mary. her Mary. Mary, Mary, probably have her as a running back. She's a burly one. She could probably rip through some people. Yeah. And then Sarah? Was it Sarah? Sarah. Uh, fuck. I don't know. If anything, she's deceiving or wooing people on the, like, on the line. So I don't know what the name of the actual position is in football because I never pay that close of attention. But I think Sarah would be uh, the person that the quarterback pretends to hand it to. Uh, yeah. That everyone is watching. 
when the quarterback like just fucking fakes it and then actually throws on the field. Yeah. So I think that would be her position. Like you're just there to distract people. Yeah. So honestly, kind of them just in a kind of bubble. Just yeah. Them together messing around. Yeah, they'd be perfect at that. Okay, and then in baseball. Shit. Um, like I said, they need to be have some type of connection to each other. They're way better when they just like charmed power three. They need to be in some type of rotation with each other. Um, honestly, I'd probably have Winnie fucking pitching, probably. She'd be cheating and stuff and being great. And probably uh forgot her name instantly. Mary. Mary. I'd probably have Mary as catcher. And then we already got a first baseman. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh where's where's Jimmy Jigsaw? Oh, he's pinch hit pinch hitter. Yeah. Um what shortstop? For Sarah Jessica Parker. You think Sarah be on our right shortstop? No, okay. So this doesn't really happen, I don't think, in the major leagues. I don't actually know, but I'm gonna assume it doesn't happen in the major leagues. But in little league, okay, the kid who is just aloof and is not paying attention and is like picking daisies and staring at the <laughs> sky and the clouds. That is an outfielder. Sarah is an outfielder. Oh, 100%. 100%. She's all over the place. She's just like in her own world, singing to herself, dancing around, not paying attention to what's going on. She is left or right field. I was going to say. For sure. Just far left. Just stay over there. <laughs> for sure. Left or right. Le- one of the. Talk to the center fielder. Like, you. You're in charge of both yeah, of Yeah, left or right field, she is sitting in the grass making daisy chains, like, chanting to herself. She is not <laughs> yeah. worth, she's, she's not doing she's anything happy. to help your team. Yeah, she's doing her own thing out there. She's having a good time. Just let her, yeah. let her do her thing. Her favorite part of the game is the seventh inning stretch so she can sing. So, <laughs> she's not paying attention to your game. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like how you, you, you thought about this. I, I enjoy that. <laughs> Oh, shit. I forgot. We have a new... We have a new person. Oh, I got a commercial. I have to read. Okay. We have a new sponsor. We keep getting sponsors, guys. You know, I like to thank all the five million people that have listened to this podcast. Like, people are out there listening to this bad boy. Like, Justin Bieber called me and was like, hey, man, I like your shirt. (laughs) And I was like, you stink. Get out of here. We don't want him. And then Chris Brown was like, hey, man, how's it going? And I socked him in the mouth. But, you know, it's honestly, it's me punching a lot of famous people in the face. But, you know. Through the phone. Yeah, like Ghost Dad. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, oh, so I got to read this commercial so we get our millions. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, This episode... Is brought to you by Sanderson Entertainment. With instrumentation and harmonies like this, it has to be magic. Wow. Wow. That was a great commercial. <laughs> I loved every second of it. I wish you got a, I wish you could have saw my face when I turned on the it has to be magic. <laughs> oh man. This commercial should have been for Clark Bars. Oh shit. Oh damn it. <laughs> Okay. chocolate-covered fingers of a man named Clark. Okay, what we can do... It's candy. If you're around, and if you're watching it, you can, like, kind of crack out a commercial. <laughs> you can do one, too. I didn't even okay. think about Clark bars. I was thinking about the, the... When they were singing the song. 
that they would be an amazing cover band. Oh, I've got another question for you. Ooh, shit. How, uh, what's the big deal with the devil and his wife, Medusa? Can you tell me anything special about those two actors? Oh, it's, uh, Penny and Gary Marshall. I want to say his name was Gary Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen him in a very long time. I remembered his voice. But yeah, Penny Marshall, I know her from, what the fuck, Laverne Shirley? Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. They are brother and sister. <laughs> it took me a second when I saw him just in the devil suit, and I was like, "This guy's famous because this is they they talk yeah. to him more than like a line." They're both very famous directors. Yeah, and then I saw Penny as the wife. I was like, "Okay, okay, then that's got to be yeah, that's got to be Gary Marshall." He yeah. directed Laverne and Shirley. She directed. I mean, I mean, they both directed a ton of stuff, but mm-hmm. the mo- the most famous thing that I can think of that she directed is uh, A League of Their Own. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, I have a question for you. So, the producer of this movie, Hocus Pocus. Kenny Ortega. No, it was the director. Oh. Produced it. Uh, David Kirshner. You know what else he produced? No. Child's Play. Okay. So, <laughs> it's, it's such What a... else did Kenny Ortega do that wasn't Batman? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> High School Musical. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, so he probably did a fuck ton more for Disney kids. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's a an episode of Phineas and Ferb that is the musical episode for there is a musical episode of Phineas and Ferb and they fuck at the end of it, they fucking have Kenny Ortega, like a cartoon Kenny Ortega come out because he like helped them design their like make their musical episode happen. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Okay, cool. Plug, everybody should watch Phineas and Ferb. It's a great show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, you got anything else? Are we dry? Mm-hmm. I'm dry. This was a good one. Uh, watch Hocus Pocus if you haven't seen it in a long time. It's amazing. Uh, this episode's coming out late. This is a late one, so, I don't know. I'll try to edit it and drop it out at, like, one in the morning, or I'll go to bed and just drop it off in the morning and just be like, fuck you. No I, one's listening to this until the morning, so. Yeah, so I'll just drop it off in the morning. So uh, you guys have an amazing morning, night, afternoon, hey. whatever you're doing, and uh, I'll see you guys in like 24 hours for the next one. Okay. Bye, dudes. And dudettes.